Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 1 Chronicles chapter 3 from the World English Bible. Now these were the sons of David who were born to him in Hebron, the firstborn Amnon of Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, the second Daniel of Abigail the Carmelitess, the third Absalom the son of Maacah the daughter of Talmai king of Geshur, the fourth Adonijah the son of Haggith, the fifth Shephatiah of Abital, the sixth Ithream of Eglah his wife, Six were born to him in Hebron, and he reigned there seven years and six months. He reigned thirty-three years in Jerusalem, and these were born to him in Jerusalem. Shimea, Shobab, Nathan, and Solomon, four, of Bathshua, the daughter of Amiel. And Ibhar, Elishema, Eliphalet, Noga, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishema, Eliada, and Eliphalet, nine. All these were the sons of David, in addition to the sons of the concubines, and Tamar was their sister. Solomon's son was Rehoboam, Abijah his son, Asa his son, Jehoshaphat his son, Joram his son, Ahaziah his son, Joash his son, Amaziah his son, Azariah his son, Jotham his son, Ahaz his son, Hezekiah his son, Manasseh his son, Ammon his son, and Josiah his son. The sons of Josiah, the firstborn, Johanan, the second, Jehoiakim, the third, Zedekiah, and the fourth, Shalom. The sons of Jehoiakim, Jeconiah his son, and Zedekiah his son. The sons of Jeconiah the captive, Shealtiel his son. Malkaram, Pedaiah, Shenazar, Jechamiah, Hoshamah, and Nedabiah, the sons of Pedaiah, Zerubbabel, and Shimei, the sons of Zerubbabel, Meshulam, and Hananiah, and Shelomith was their sister, and Hashuba, Ohel, Barakiah, Hasadiah, and Jushab, Hezid, five. The sons of Hananiah, Pelatiah, and Jesaiah, the sons of Rephaiah, the sons of Arnon, the sons of Obadiah, the sons of Shechaniah, the son of Shechaniah, Shemaiah, the sons of Shemaiah, Hatush, Igal, Uriah, Neariah, and Shaphat, six. The sons of Neariah, Eliohanai, Hizkiah, and Azrakim, three. The sons of Elio Enei, Hodaviah, Eliashib, Pelaiah, Akub, Johanan, Delaiah, and Anani, seven. That is the end of chapter three. The first thing that it specifies at the beginning of this section, chapter three, is that these sons listed first were born in Hebron. 
David is 30 years old when he begins to reign in Hebron per 2 Samuel 5.4. He has had several wives, at least three, for a while already. You can see that he had Michal, Saul's daughter, in 1 Samuel 18 when David was around the age of 22 to 25. Um, Abigail he obtained as a wife in 1 Samuel 25, verses 40 through 42. And so going over the timeline charts in the chronology of the Old Testament, that would make him approximately age 28, but definitely before he's 30. And then Ahinoam is also mentioned in 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 43. So he has her around the same age. Now we know Michal was given to another man for a while, but then David got her back. But Abigail and Ahinoam were both his wives for at least a couple of years, maybe as many as five. Um, particular reference is the chronology of the Old Testament, page 103. So it seems quite possible that David had children born to him before Hebron. Now, the commentary for Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown claims that according to Eastern perspective, it was the firstborn after accession to the throne who would be the proper heir to the throne. And that is why Amnon being listed the firstborn in Hebron is important. Now, honestly, I'm not sure how to check on that, but it seems plausible given the timelines of his marriages and to the wording here. A side note about Hebron, it is mentioned first in Genesis 13, 18, as where Abraham built an altar to the Lord right after Abraham and Lot separated ways and God is showing Abraham the land that he would give to his descendants. And then another notable reference not long after that is Genesis 23, both verses 2 and 19, where it talks about Sarah dying and being buried there. And curiously, in Genesis 35, 27, it is said that Abraham and Isaac sojourned there. You, when you look at the discussion about the 430 years, that's when this word sojourned becomes important, but we'll talk about that more another time. So back to the genealogy of 1 Chronicles 3. The second son in verse 1 is named Daniel compared to 2 Samuel 3, where the same list is given, and the name is Chiliab by the same wife, Abigail. According to Strong's lexicon, Chiliab means like his father. And this is obviously not the only place another name is used for the same person. We even saw through First and Second Kings, the names would go back and forth. Um, Jehoram, Joram, those were closer. We had just the example not too long ago of Zimri and Zabdi, where all of the information describing them makes it extremely like 99.9% .9 sure that they are the exact same person. It's not always explained why there are two names, but one can at least assume it was useful to have them both listed in the biblical account. Another previous example was Solomon was called Jedediah by God. Um, in this example here, we have Bathsheba, her father being listed as Amiel, whereas in the account in Kings, he is given the name Eliam. Sometimes you can check and see it's maybe just a different way of spelling the same name, but sometimes it is just a different name and the different names are recorded in different places. Sometimes so-called biblical scholars try to say that this is scribal error. 
I have come to understand both the slippery slope of claiming scribal error and the lack of necessity for it as I see things clarified as I study more, as I've been mentioning. There is even an example between the lists of David's sons in 2 Samuel and here. In 2 Samuel 5.14, it says the names of his sons. It doesn't say how many. So now here, when we have two more listed, you'll notice that it's duplicate names. So while reading 2 Samuel 5.14 just by itself, we may be inclined to assume that this is giving a total. That's not actually what it says. Now, why there would be two or more of his sons having the same names as other sons, one plausible explanation is that different wives would have used the same names. Also, don't miss that the four from Bathsheba must be added to the six in Hebron and then the other nine that are listed after Bathsheba's sons. So that's 19 total sons of ranking wives or probably legal wives versus concubines as it distinguishes. In both 2 Samuel and 1 Chronicles 3, Solomon is listed fourth of Bathsheba's sons, but it doesn't say who was firstborn. The details of Bathsheba and David are not given until 2 Samuel chapters 11 and 12. Even there, it just says he lay with her, and there is no conjunction indicating that it was right away or the next son that she bore was named Solomon. It is quite possible that he's the only one mentioned there because he was clearly chosen by Yahweh to be the next on the throne. Also, in 2 Samuel 5, Bathsheba is not listed as mother by name, even though the same four sons are listed, with the variation in the first name. We have Shemua and Shimea. I went through and made comparative lists of the names from 2 Samuel 5.15 and 1 Chronicles 3 here, and then found out that they're also listed in 1 Chronicles 14, so they will come up again. And one thing that was a bit of a puzzle is that even though it says he had the names of the sons born in Jerusalem in 2 Samuel, the name Nogah is not listed there, but it shows up in 1 Chronicles 3. And at first glance, it sounds like it's one of the ones listed as born in Jerusalem. However, when I looked at the wording, even though it says there are more sons born, it's not definitive that this second list in First Chronicles 3 is all sons who were born in Jerusalem. And in fact, if you read particularly the version, the Christian Standard Bible, they also pick up on this, that it's just another list of sons. And whereas we know from 2 Samuel 5.15 that some of those were also born in Jerusalem, apparently in this list, it's not specifying that. And then there's the fact that in 2 Chronicles 11.18, we'll hear about a son of David, but it doesn't say it's the son of one of the wives and it doesn't match any of these. So whether or not it's a second name or it's a son of a concubine is unclear to me at this point. Going on to the kingly line through Solomon, Notice that they completely skip over the murderous grandmother, Athaliah. Things get more complicated after Josiah, who is the last sovereign king in Judah. From there on, they are vassal kings under Egypt and then Babylon. 
All that is covered here is the genealogy, not exactly who was king when. I compared it to events in 2 Kings chapters 23 through 25 and read in the chronology of the Old Testament, and I'm still confused about the apparent birth order given here for Josiah's sons compared to how old they were when they were king. It is interesting that Jeconiah had both an uncle and a brother, Zedekiah, as listed here, although both the commentator Matthew Poole and um, Floyd Nolan Jones in the chronology of the Old Testament make a case that Zedekiah was both legally his brother and his uncle. And so he's listed here as a son of Jehoiakim because he legally followed him on the throne, and so it would be listed that way in the legal record. Anyway, none of Jeconiah's offspring were ever sovereign kings, per the prophecy in Jeremiah 22.30. And Joseph, not being Jesus's birth father, but his legal father, that's how that ties in with Matthew 1 and the genealogy. But here in 1 Chronicles 3, it doesn't follow the rest of the genealogy that you find in Matthew 1, which makes perfect sense. This was written way before Jesus, so they didn't have the rest of that genealogy. And the main emphasis here seems to be the recording of the general lineages for purposes of re-entering the land. And here I'll mention again that apparently First and Second Chronicles were one book in the Hebrew Bible, and that there's quite a bit of evidence that Chronicles, Ezra, and Nehemiah were all written by Ezra, although that gets a little confusing to understand when Nehemiah is written in the first person, but then in the book of Daniel, we have that he, Daniel recorded it um, and recorded the part that Nebuchadnezzar wrote himself in chapter four. So there's precedent for that as well. So that's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey.